0: Hello and welcome back once again to Bell to Bell, the pro wrestling podcast where I break down everything that happened in the past week at WWE uh, Let's get right into it, starting of course with Monday Night Raw which opened as it has for what seems like forever now with Kurt Angle, he comes out, hypes up the show, tag team championship matches Bar versus Shield, uh, he's about to announce who he'll be challenging Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental title when he's interrupted by his son, Jason Jordan he wants a shot at Reigns uh, Kurt Angle points out that Jason Jordan is still hurt uh Jordan sort of begs him some more he wants this title shot. Uh Roman Reigns comes out and says that he wants Samoa Joe. And that he but he does also tell Jason Jordan if he wants a shot that he needs to step up instead of going to his daddy for it. Uh Samoa Joe then comes out and says his patient's wearing is wearing Finn and he accepts Roman Reigns' challenge. He says that uh Jordan sort of then interjects here and says that he doesn't have to attack people from behind. He makes a challenge to to Samoa Joe then instead. Uh, Reigns then sort of pushes past Jason Jordan uh, sort of as if to go up the ramp I guess to sort of square off with Joe. Uh, Jordan sort of spins him back round and hits him with a big belly to belly suplex Reigns sort of gets out of the ring for a bit and tells Joe that he can wait and that tonight he wants Jason Jordan and tells Kurt, Kurt Angle to make the match. Kurt Angle makes the match and so we have Kurt Angle, or Roman Reigns even, versus Jason Jordan I think this was for the end of the title it was never really made specifically clear But either way, Roman Reigns picked up the win. It was a really good match. And he won with the spear, as you expect. Uh, Joe then says he's going to finish what Jason Jordan started. He was sitting at the top of the ramp, I think, for the entire match, if I remember rightly. So he goes down to the ring and sort of brawls for a bit with Reigns. Uh, Tries to put put Reigns in the cocina clutch, Uh, but Jordan stops him with a German suplex. Joe sort of then quickly leaves leaves the ring, and Roman Reigns hits Jason Jordan with a Superman punch. After the break, we see uh, Kurt Angle in his office. He's joined by Jason Jordan once again. He wants a rematch with Reigns and a match with Joe at some point in the future. Angle says he'll take it under advisement, and then out of nowhere, Samoa Joe comes in and lays out Jason Jordan. After that, we have uh, Paige, accompanied by Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville, versus Sasha Banks, accompanied by Bailey and Mickey James, with Alexa Bliss on commentary. Uh, another really good match. This all the matches on Raw got like quite a lot of time. Uh, really good match this, Page ultimately picked up the win with the Rampage and sort of after the match just uh, Absolution takes out everybody at ringside after that we have uh, Kurt Angle once again in his office, he's joined by Elias Elias wants another shot at Roman Reigns for the IC title he says the City of Angels wants to walk with Elias but tonight they'll just have to settle for a concert uh, Kurt Angle says he'll have a match and that he will find him a worthy opponent we'll find out who that is later on after that we have the Zoe train. uh Enzo just sort of highlighting the importance of the Fatal 4 way tonight that Tony Nace and Drew Gulak have a huge opportunity ahead of them and at the end of this segment we see Nia Jax hitting on Enzo so that seems to be what they're doing with Nia Jax now because seems that Dodie can't wait to do everything with Nia Jax except just give her the title and have her be the dominant monster of the Raw Women's Division I'm sure it'll be fun, we'll get some sort of Santino Morella beth phoenix type hijinks out of it undoubtedly and we'll get a few laughs, and then somewhere down the road, Nijax will destroy Enzo, so that'll be fun. That leads us into the Fatal Four Way match. Uh, this is the second Fatal Four Way match, with the winner of this match going on to face Rich Swan, who won the Fatal Four Way last week. And that match, the one-on-one match, will take place next week on Raw. And then at some point, the winner of that match will get a cruiserweight title shot at Enzo More. So this match was Mustafa Ali versus Cedric Alexander versus Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak. Uh, this was another really good match, got a lot of time. Ultimately, uh, Drew Gulak picked up the win here. Uh, Cedric Alexander had hit a lumbar check on Tony Nice, but Tony Nice fell out of the ring. Uh, he then hit another one on Mustafa Ali, but before he could get the pin, Gulak sort of hit him with like a knee, I think, like a running knee, pushed him out of the ring, and picked up the pin on Mustafa Ali. After that, we get um, Elias Sampson, but before he can start his song, he's interrupted by Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun basically sort of tries to murder Elias as you would expect he chases him around the ring for a bit uh, B- uh, Elias manages to get behind him and hits him with the guitar the guitar does nothing to Braun because it's Braun, uh, Braun then hits uh, Elias with a power slam in the ring he goes back outside and grabs the sort of, the, throws the ring steps into the ring, uh, but before he can do anything with those, Kane's music and lights hit, Cain comes uh, on the screen and makes a challenge to Braun for a match for next week, I think somewhere later on in the show we get that official announcement that that match will be taking place possibly like a no disqualification match if I remember rightly after that we have uh, The Shield backstage just talking about how they're going to have all the titles after the tag team title match later on tonight uh, that leads us into Asuka versus Alicia Fox Asuka picks up another quick win here with the arm bar uh, once again a Absolution come out, this around the ring as we saw last week and once again like last week they just let Asuka leave Uh, Paige gets into the ring and says she's not here to hurt Fox and that she actually loves her. Unfortunately, uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose don't feel the same way and they take out Alicia Fox. After that, we have a very quick Finn Balor vs. Bo Dallas match with Finn picking up the win here, as you would expect. And then the absolute highlight of the show, Woken Matt Hardy, which is just copyright safe, broken Matt Hardy, although from what I gathered, basically, Impact is no longer pursuing any remotely copyright related claims. I think, basically, once you leave Impact, you can continue to use your Impact character with no legal repercussions. That applies to present and past Impact wrestlers, so that's good. Uh, but yes, it was like a dueling promo just on the Titan Tron between Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. It was amazing. Bray Wyatt sentencing Bray Wyatt to deletion or Matt Hardy sentencing Bray Wyatt to deletion, I think that's what I said anyway and there was like a solid minute of just laughter from the two of them, it was amazing, the crowd went absolutely mental when we got the first shot of Hardy wearing the sort of proper coat and just brilliantly standing in front of what was quite clearly like a really cheap looking blue background screen it was all perfect we have finally entered the broken universe in WWE and it's gonna be brilliant hopefully Again, all rumours and speculation, but apparently Vince McMahon's quite high on the character, seems to be giving, or is apparently going to give Matt a lot of sort of free reign to do what he wants with it to make it work. Hopefully that is true, because that'll be brilliant. Which leads us to our main event, which is uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose versus Sheamus and Cesaro for the Tag Team Championships. Unfortunately, the Burn It Down is back in Seth's entrance theme. We got rid of it last week, but it's back. Uh, really good match this, uh, towards the end uh, Rollins hits the sort of rep coordinate to Cesaro but uh, Sheamus sort of jumps him before he can get the pin, keeps attacking him and that ultimately leads to a disqualification. Uh, Kurt Angle comes back out and restarts the match but this time as a no disqualification match uh, Joe then makes an appearance, he attacks Rollins and Ambrose Roman Reigns manages to chase him off but unfortunately the damage is done and Seamus hits a broke kick to Dean, Cesaro and Seamus retain, and they quickly skedaddle up the up through the crowd with Samoa Joe. So, somewhere, probably as soon as next week, we'll be getting the Bar and Samoa Joe versus the Shield, and that'll be fun as well. So, overall, decent enough Raw. Uh, as I said, a lot of the matches got. There wasn't as many matches as you normally see on Raw, but all the matches that were, except for sort of the some more squashy type matches like Finn versus Bow and Asuka versus Alicia, all got really good time, and yeah, it was a good episode. After that, we had SmackDown Live, as always, uh, which opened with uh, Sammy and Kevin. They say that they are the victims, the latest victims of a McMahon family vendetta, and that uh, Sammy then goes on to explain quite clear- carefully that he was never actually at ringside last week. He points out that the area that is considered the ring, the area that is considered ringside, and that where he attacked Orton was the ramp. As he's sort of up on the ramp explaining all this, uh, Kevin Owens gets laid out by an RKO from Randy Orton out of nowhere, I should expect. Uh, Shane McMahon comes out and says he doesn't have a vendetta against Sammy and Kevin. And to to make up for them being left off the Survivor Series, they will be competing at Clash of Champions, where it will be Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn versus Randy Orton, and a partner of his choosing. And tonight, Sammy Zayn will be facing Randy Orton and that Kevin Owens won't be banned from ringside, in fact he'll be quite expected to be there and he will be handcuffed to the ring ropes. Uh, sort of After the break we see Sammy he's sort of filling Kevin in on all the details because he was obviously out court from the RKO, he's not happy about this and neither is Daniel Bryan. After that we have uh, Rusev and Aidan English in the ring. Uh, Aidan English starts singing the 12 days of Rusev. Uh, the first day was a tag team victory, the second day was two Rusev shirts and uh, before we can find out what happens on the third day of Rusev, they get interrupted by the New Day, who are their opponents tonight. Uh, it's Big e and Kofi Kaysen to be specific. Uh, fun enough tag team match, and ultimately Rusev and English pick up the win, which was quite surprising. Assuming maybe this is the start of them being pushed as a tag team. We also found out, I think during the entrances for this match, that at Clash Champions we'll be getting a triple threat match for the SmackDown tag team titles. Uh, New Day versus the Usos versus Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, so that should be fun. After that we have an interview with Mojo Raleigh just about his actions last week he says that Ryder was dead weight that Mojo is a serious competitor and he is a singles competitor and just that. No mention of his hype levels. so I don't know how hype Mojo is these days but he's serious now so look out. After that we have uh, Carmella, Lana and Tamina there are sort of complaining to Daniel Bryan about not getting a title shot at Clash of Champions and how it's Charlotte again uh, the Riot Squad come in and sort of basically do the same uh, they're all sort of chattering away at each other. Brian has enough; he yells from the "shut up," basically. I don't think he says "shut up"; he might say "stop" or something like that. But he does sort of basically yell and says that they will be at Clash of Champions because Charlotte versus Natalya is now a lumberjack match. Cool. After that, we have uh, Baron Corbin and Bobby Roode sort of talking about their triple threat match at Clash of Champions for the United States title. How they're, you know, both basically saying, "Oh, I'm going to win." Uh, Dolph Ziggler then comes in and he also says, "Oh, I'm going to win." Just usual sort of stuff. After that we got the Bludgeon Brothers versus a pair of random jobbers. I did not get their names, but obviously the Bludgeon Brothers won, once again with that sort of double powerbomb-y type move that they do. After that we have uh, Sammy and Kevin backstage. Uh, Kevin has apparently went to speak to Daniel Bryan about uh, Shane's stipulations for tonight and Bryan has said he would think about removing the handcuff stipulation, meaning that Kevin Owens would not be handcuffed to the ring ropes for Sami Zayn's match with Randy Orton after that we get uh, Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode with Dolph Ziggler on commentary Uh, match goes for a couple of minutes before Dolph decides that he's had enough of it he hits Bobby Roode with the zigzag for disqualification and then hits Baron Corbin with one as well Dolph standing tall which we don't see often which is good after that we have uh, Natalia backstage, she's sort of trying to get the Lumberjacks on her side to give her a bit of an advantage against Charlotte, it doesn't really seem to work. None of them particularly seem to care for her. And that leads us into Charlotte versus Tamina. Uh, Charlotte picks up a quick victory here with Tamina tapping to the figure 8. Uh, during this match the various Lumberjacks, except for the Riot Squad, were at ringside. I think Natalia was on commentary, or was at least at ringside anyway. Uh, so Natalia grabs the mic, says that just in two weeks at Clash of Champions she's going to take her title back. Uh, Ruby Riot and the Riot Squad appear. There's like a quick brawl, but it gets very quickly separated, and Charlotte sort of just quickly leaves, which leads us to uh, KO and Sami Zayn with Daniel Bryan backstage. Uh, Bryan informs them that Kevin Owens will be handcuffed to the ring ropes for the match, which leads us to Orton versus Sami Zayn with Kevin Owens handcuffed to the ring ropes. Uh, early in the match you see Sami Zayn try to get uh, bolt cutters to free Owens but it doesn't work. And Ultimately Orton picks up the win with an RKO but gets immediately jumped by Kevin Owens once he's released because the match is over. Uh, Sami, then, Sami Zayn then joins in as well. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura comes out to make the save, hits a Kinshasa to Kevin Owens. Orton hits another RKO to Sami Zayn. Shin, uh, Shinsuke then picks up Kevin Owens who eats an RKO. Orton picks up Sami Zayn, who eats a Kinshasa. And then it's announced that Sh- uh, Shinsuke Nakamura will be Randy Orton's partner at Clash of Champions. After all that, we see Shane and Daniel Bryan backstage. Bryan basically asks Shane if that's it. Is that enough punishment for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Shane says that no, after everything that, he, that they've done to him and his family, it's not enough yet. And that he is going to be the referee for that tag team match at Clash of Champions. And that if Sammy's Zayn and Kevin Owens lose, they will be fired—not just from SmackDown Live, but from the WWE entirely. Uh, Brian sort of gives him a, a curious look of, I think, you may be going too far, which I hope is where the storyline's going—not for Daniel Bryan to side with Sammy and Kevin as heels, but for them to make a face turn with Shane essentially becoming this new sort of Vince McMahon-like figure, just mad with power. But we'll have to wait and see if that's where it that goes. Which leads us to 205 Live, uh, which starts with Drew Gulak. He has Enzo's mic, and he tells us that uh, Enzo is out on international business and that he has been left in charge. He is the conductor of the train for one night only. Uh, His mic doesn't seem to be working properly, or possibly he was just holding it the wrong way around, but it sort of threw off the promo for a bit. The crowd was chanting, we can't hear you, and stuff like that, but he quickly turned it around, and that he was going to give us more of his PowerPoint presentation Sort of, but focused on leadership but before we get that we get he gets interrupted by Cedric Alexander uh, before the match can get started Drew Gulak informs us that the strong leaders delegate and so he's spoken to the powers that be and that he will have another Zotrain member replacing him in this match uh, Noam Dar's music hits and his Titan Tron package starts playing and at that point after we've clearly seen that it's going to be Noam Dar Vic Joseph decides to ask who could it possibly be don't know, the timing was just a bit off, so it led to Vic asking who could it possibly be after Noam Dar's music had started playing. But nonetheless, it was Noam Dar versus Cedric Alexander. Decent enough match. Uh, Drew Gallick was on commentary for this and was absolutely gold. Just sort of giving like, politician-y avoiding answers to questions and stuff. It was amazing. Uh, there was a point where Noam was in control of the match, had Cedric down, and he climbed the top rope. Was obviously going for some sort of diving move, but Drew like talked him down, which was enough distraction for Cedric to get himself together and ultimately pick up the win with the lumbar check. After that, we see uh, Mustafa Ali, Rich Swan, and Akira Tozawa backstage. They're all sort of excited about Two O Five Live hitting the road and the live shows coming up in January. Uh, that sort of transitions straight into a Rich Swan interview, where he's asked how he plans to prepare for Drew running the Zootrin. Basically, on how, how Drew running running Zootrain is going to affect his strategy for his match with between Nice tonight, he doesn't really answer that question. He says some stuff, and basically all boiled down to he was going to do what he does best. Didn't really spe- specify what that was, but that's what he said, which leads us into uh, Jack Ken- or nope, not Jack Kendrick, Brian Kendrick with Jack Alher versus Grand Metalik. Uh, Metalik sort of trying to defend the honor of Callisto who was attacked last week. Uh, Kendrick obviously picked up the win here with the captain took but again it was another decent enough match uh, it looks like we're continuing this Ryan Kendrick and Jack Alhur versus Kalisto feud for a while which should be fun I think they said that again Kalisto was out on the international tour or some sort of thing like that after that we see the Zotrain backstage uh, Drew Gulak just informing the Zotrain that, that him winning against Rich Swan next week on Raw is very important to the end of the and that uh, tonight everyone needs to do their part to make sure that Tony Nese wins against Rich Swan to sort of soften him up he makes the Justice League comparisons again where Enzo is Superman, Drew Gulak is Batman Tony Nice is Aquaman Noam Dar is The Flash and Da'Vari is Wonder Woman Da'Vari of course questions why he's Wonder Woman Gulak informs him that it's because he's a fierce warrior with a great sense of fashion and then after that we get a brief video package for Hideo Itami still coming soon and then we have our main event which was Tony Nice versus Rich Swan. Another really good match, good long match this, uh, Swan ultimately picked up the win with the Phoenix Splash. Uh, Drew sorta of was out at ringside with Nice, he presses the sort of siren button on his loudspeaker, which was the signal for the rest of the Zotrian to come out. They surround the ring, but before they can do anything to Swan, Akira, Tozawa and Mustafa Ali come out to even the odds, and a wee mini brawl breaks out before the Zotrian flee. Which leads us finally to NXT, which was another fantastic episode this week, uh, just the three matches I think, three or four matches, yeah, very little matches but it was again all quality good matches so can't complain. Uh, we opened with William Regal in his office just reiterating the process for determining the new number one contender for Andrade Sainal, this is NXT Championship with Drew being injured. There would be four single matches which would lead to a fatal four way with the winner of that fatal four way facing Andrade Almas at the takeover in Philadelphia the weekend or the Saturday before the Royal Rumble. Uh, Tonight we'll be seeing two of those matches uh, the first being Killian Dean versus Trent Seven, and then the main event Cassius Ono, who was supposed to be taking on Velveteen Dream, but it turns out he was injured at uh, Takeover War Games as well, so he'll be facing an opponent of Regal's choosing. We'll find out later on. First up though is Andrade Cien Almas and Serlina Vega out to basically celebrate Andrade's title win. Uh, uh, Zelina says this is the beginning of a historic reign, that you have to respect the man, embrace the legend and rise for the NXT champion Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, Andrade sort of throws in some stuff about how he beat and hurt Drew McIntyre and that he won't be back for a while and just then starts yelling I'm the champion, it was great. Uh, after that we got a Lars Sullivan interview uh, he's asked about uh, facing Roderick Strong next week in this qualifier he says all he cares about is getting his hands on Roderick Strong and that nothing is going to stop him from becoming the NXT champion in Philadelphia which leads us to the first match of the night which was Trent Seven versus Killian Dean. this was a really good fun match, uh, Dean ultimately picked up the win with a Vader bomb which is always nice to see, like the Vader bomb uh, so he qualifies for the Fatal 4 away and we'll find out later on who will be joining him after that we get a brief uh, backstage promo from the Undisputed Era uh, Adam Cole sort of talking about facing Alistair Black next week about how Alistair Black is not on his level and that we also find out that in two weeks time Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly will be facing Sanity for the tag team titles and that that I think they said it take over Brooklyn they shocked the system at War Games they did something else to the system I can't remember what they said possibly took over the system something like that and then it and now they are going to rule the system was the end of it. I can't remember what the middle bit was, something like over, because that would kind of fit. Uh, so after that we got our second match of the night, this was Ruby Riot versus Sonya Deville in a no-holds-barred match and this was a great match, made great use of the stipulation, there was obviously no disqualifications, no count-outs, no road breaks which uh, the last one very definitely fit, factored into the finish Uh, Sonya Deville picking up the win with a rope assisted triangle so she had Ruby Riot sort of hung up in the ropes and applied like a leg triangle and chucked her out, Ruby Riot didn't tap so she doesn't look too bad but yeah that was a hell of a match and yeah definitely go back and give it a watch if you haven't after that we get another sort of one of those earlier today press conference type interviews which uh, Lars Sullivan's was as well This time with Ember Moon, she's talking about winning the women's title at TakeOver War Games. She accomplished her destiny and she's going to try and become one of the, if not the greatest, NXT women's champion, I think is what she said. Uh, She gets interrupted by the iconic duo. Uh, Peyton Royce points out that Ember Moon didn't pin her at TakeOver and therefore Peyton Royce deserves another shot at the title. Uh, Ember then, for some reason, asks, just asks, okay, well, who 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 will I be facing next week? They both sort of say themselves, so they start bickering for a wee bit, and Emmer says she'll leave them sort of out. And they settle on Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce will be taking on Emmer Moon next week. That was then made official. We get the week graphic and all for it. And we also find out that Pete Dunne will be defending the UK Championship against Tyler Bate in two weeks' time. That's going to be great. Which leads us into the main event, which was Cassius Ono versus Johnny Gargano is the replacement per- opponent, which is great. Before the match gets started, we see a brief video package for a new superstar. All we see is like a brief silhouette and the word "soon," but the O's are replaced with spades, as you would see on playing cards. Uh, Possibly Rockstar spot. I think I saw him tweeting something about it, so he's most likely. I know most people sort of thought he would be going straight to 205 Live, but maybe they just want to get him acclimated and get people familiar with him on NXT first. Who knows? This was an absolutely incredible match one of the best NXT matches of the year probably just absolutely incredible start to finish both men looked great but ultimately Johnny Gargano picked up the win with the Gargano escape and as I said it was just an outstanding match, they sort of didn't quite handshake, I think it was more of a fist bump at the end, sort of showed respect they shook hands at the start of the match so yes, uh, Johnny Gargano advances to that fatal four way and next week we'll find out who will be joining him and Killian Dane. So that brings us to an end for another week of WE. Once again, I want to thank you for listening, be it on YouTube where you can like, where please don't forget to like, share and subscribe or on SoundCloud, like, share. Uh, so once again, I've been Gareth, this has been Bell the Bell, you've been you. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next week.